You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to a New Year's Eve edition of your Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, as always, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Happy New Year to uh, you and yours. Please stay safe out there as you uh, as you celebrate this new year. And uh, let's uh, let's let's get right into uh, talking about your New York Giants. Here hasn't been a good year for the Giants. Twenty twenty one, a season to uh, to forget for your New York Giants, who enter Sunday's game against the the Chicago Bears with a record of uh, four and eleven, fifth straight double digit loss season uh, for your New York Giants. We'll be talking a little bit later on with Mike Tannenbaum of the 33rd Team website. Mike is, of course, former general manager of the New York Jets, former vice president of football operations for the Miami Dolphins, and Mike will be offering us some insight into the current situation with the Giants, into uh, Joe Judge's future, Daniel Jones's future, how the Giants might uh, approach the, the general manager situation, and everything else going on with your New York Giants. We'll get to to that conversation that I had with, with Mike in just a few minutes. Just wanted to uh, to update you on some of the news, some of the things going on with your Giants. As of now, we still don't know who is going to be your starting quarterback for the Giants on Sunday against the Bears. Head coach Joe Judge has indicated that that both guys might play on Sunday, both guys being Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm. Hasn't indicated which guy would start, so uh, we'll have to see how that plays out. Really, uh, to be honest, neither option is is a very appealing one for the Giants. We've seen enough of Mike Glennon to know that uh, that he's not a quality NFL backup quarterback. The little bit that we saw of of Jake from, I mean, we we still want to see more, but the little bit that we did see last Sunday against the the Philadelphia Eagles was definitely not encouraging. Six of seventeen for twenty five yards and an interception is uh, not really uh, NFL caliber quarterback play. If he gets another chance, we'll see if he can do better. But uh, but it was not a an impressive performance for Jake from. If you, if you've been paying attention to Big Blue View this week, uh you got to look at the Giants injury list and it's a, it's a long one. There were 6 players held out of practice by the Giants on Thursday, another 10 players limited with injuries, illnesses, 
COVID-19 ramp-ups as guys come back off the uh, the COVID-19 reserve list. Several players on the list. Matt Pert and Gary Brightwell placed on injured reserve this week. I think that gives the Giants more than two dozen players placed on injured reserve this year. So your Giants are going to have a difficult time trying to, to field a roster on, on Sunday especially along the offensive line, which has been much maligned all season. Billy Price appears to have a personal issue that that might make him unavailable for Sunday. Obviously, Matt Pert is on IR. Nate Solder is coming back from the COVID list. Corey Cunningham, reserve tackle, is going on the COVID list. Ben Bredesen, backup tackle, has been dealing with an ankle injury, hasn't played in in several weeks, was limited in practice this week. So the Giants are running out of healthy bodies along the offensive line. They have Kadarius Toney not practicing again with another injury. John Ross not practicing yet this week, has a knee injury apparently to go along with just coming off the COVID list. Darius Slayton is on the COVID list. So the Giants are going to be very, very short-handed on Sunday against the Bears. Not that it matters a whole lot, really. This season is long lost for the Giants, and and we know that that the Giants and the Bears, or that the Giants have two first-round picks, their own and Chicago's, by virtue of the trade down in the 2021 draft. And at this point, it would be nice to beat the Bears on Sunday, but but I'm not sure how much it's really going to matter because if if you win the game, your your first round, your first pick maybe gets a little bit later, your second pick maybe gets a little bit later, or, or a little bit earlier, excuse me. But win or lose, you know, it affects where those two picks are. Uh, so you can argue both sides of that coin. It would be nice to win a game. For the simple reason that if the Giants lose both of their last two games, they will tie the 2017 Giants as the only teams in franchise history to lose 13 games in a season. Not a mark that uh, that anyone would be proud of and not a mark that this team would really like to tie, even though, even though it is in a 17-game season rather than a 16-game season. Still, 13 losses is uh, is absolutely not a mark that, that anyone would aspire to. So maybe the Giants can win a game here and, uh, and, and avoid that 13-loss mark. In the end, though, when, it, when push comes to shove, I cannot pick the Giants to win. I just can't at this point. They've lost four games in a row. They haven't played good offense at all in any of their last six games. Some of those without Daniel or with Daniel Jones. The last four, obviously, without Jones. Just uh, not a good look for the Giants. They're really, really limping to the end of the season. I'm picking the Bears to win this game, although the Bears are not an inspiring team at all either. All right, let's uh, let's take a short break here for a word from our sponsors at SB Nation. When we come back, I will play the interview I did with Mike Tannenbaum of the 33rd team. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. 
because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Giants fans, I'm joined now by Mike Tannenbaum of the 33rd team, also former GM of the New York Jets and Vice President of Football Operations for the Miami Dolphins. Mike, thank you very, very much for uh, for doing this today. Uh, great to be with you, and Happy New Year to you, Ed, and to uh, your loyal listeners. And you as well, Mike. You as well. Listen, you know, let's let's get into uh, into the New York Giants, and 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 we know at this point that you know it it looks like a relative certainty that the Giants are are going to be looking for a new general manager here pretty soon fifth straight double digit loss season for the New York Giants fourth straight with Dave Gettleman as GM and my question to you right now is how do you view this Giants organization and is the GM job even a desirable one right now yeah so you know first of all I'd, I'd say Look, Dave Gelman, someone that's uh, been around the league for a long time, very, very well regarded. I have a lot of respect for him personally and professionally. So, um, you know, this is all, you know, just speculation that, you know, something could be available. And I'd say, you know, they, they have a lot of really good young skill players. And um, I think this is a team in a situation that could be a quick turnaround just in terms of, you know, if the uh, if the quarterback situation gets worked out and, you um, you know, with Kadarius Tony, Saquon Barkley, amongst many others, um, I think they have a great group of young skill players. It's it's interesting. I did not expect this season to go south for the Giants the way that it has four and eleven as as you and I speak. Are you surprised as we sit here that this Giants team is where it is right now? Very much so, because again, when you assemble a defense, there's just not a lot of teams that can match up when healthy with Evan Ingram, uh, Darius Slayton, amongst many others. So I, I am quite surprised that you know this is what their record is. As we look at it, there have been some reports that if the Giants do move on, you know, from Dave, that that they would go internal at this point and and maybe give the job to to Kevin Abrams. If you were advising, you know, John Mara and Steve Tisch at this point, considering nine out of 10 losing seasons and, and the, the, the way that things have gone for the Giants, would you encourage them to cast a wider net and, and maybe look outside at someone who could really take a, a look at, at what's gone wrong with this organization? Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what they'll do. I mean, I'd, I like Kevin a lot. He, he's a, you know, a very well-regarded 
uh, executive and league circles. But with that said, if and when a decision was made on a position, and I would think they would have a, a thorough search for, for all positions. So um, I, I haven't seen that report. Um, and I would think that, you know, if, if they ever went that direction, I'm sure Kevin would be a, a viable candidate amongst many others. And, you know, when you're not the decision maker, sometimes it's hard to extrapolate who's making what decisions. So um, I think a thorough process is always the way to go. I do think it's interesting. I think there's there's some anger in the fan base, of course, and, and, and I do think you raise a good point that Kevin may get painted with the with the broad brush of you know the Giants keep losing and he's gotta be part of that. But but as you said, it's hard to judge what he's responsible for and not responsible for, correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. So um if and when that decision comes, again, I would be surprised. Uh, if the Giants didn't have a very you know, long, thoughtful, and very thorough process. What is your thought at this point? Let's talk a little bit about, uh, about Daniel Jones and Joe Judge. You and I talked in February, I think it was, and we talked about both of those guys. And, and you, know, you said that, that Daniel Jones had flashed, but you know, show us – you show us that there's some greatness, show us what you really are, rise above, you know, whatever circumstances there are on the offense and, and really show us that you can be a top tier quarterback. Obviously Jones is out for the season at this point. What did you see from Jones this year? Did you see anything that, that really leads you to believe that, that he can be, you know, a, a top half of the league quarterback? Yeah. I think if you look at his good plays, you could say that he's in the top, 25%. I put out a ranking every week for uh, ESPN.com. Um, and, and and those rankings are, are really fluid. Now, with that said, I, and I think this is where people sometimes, um, I don't want to say make a mistake, but I think are, are looking at this in a, in a different way than I am, which is this. If I was the Giants, I would bring back Daniel Jones 100%. But at the same time, I would not exercise the option. And I, I don't think those are like binary decisions. And I'll give you a great example. Sam Darnold. When you don't have a quarterback, it's so important. And, and the verb I like to use is scour. You need to scour to find a quarterback. And I lived it. We we signed Vinny Testaverde in June of 1998. And four months later, we were in the championship game that year. So all this BS about teams having to take multiple years to rebuild, I, I just know it's not true. I saw it with Coach Parcells and Coach Belichick. So I would bring Daniel Jones back. And it's a very easy speech. Daniel, guess what? You're going to get a chance to compete for the job. If you're the best player, you're going to play. And if not, you may not even be on the team. So you have to be productive, durable, consistent, and not turn the ball over. If you do those things, you could be here for the next 10 years. If you don't, you may not be here for the next 10 minutes. And we're not exercising the option, knowing full well that in our back pocket, we have the franchise tag. And as in everything the New York football giants do moving forward, the best players will play, period, end of story. That's that's an interesting way to look at it because that that fifth year option is a big decision for the Giants. There's there's a lot of speculation out there also that the Giants would do something like like make a trade for Russell Wilson, um, make a trade for for Jimmy Garoppolo of of the 49ers. And to me, because of cap space and because of draft picks that, that they'd have to give up. To me, those things don't make sense. Would, would moves like that make any sense to you? Yeah, 100%. I've been there. I've traded for Brett Favre, 
I know what does to your program. It makes the bloggers happier. It makes the podcast people happier. It makes the cook happier. People will walk to play with Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers. It gives you such an intangible and it's such a force multiplier. It's impossible to describe, but I've lived it. I've been there. And you can look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They, they had a good foundation. It wasn't perfect. There's probably some articles written about Jason Light, much the way they've probably been written about Dave Gettleman to be candid. Tom Brady walks through the door and the rest is history. And it's not because of what Tom Brady did on the field. It was all those other players that walked to Tampa Bay to play with him. Candidly, some at the minimum. And if Russell Wilson was the quarterback of the New York Giants, do you know how many players? I've been there. The day we traded for Brett Favre, I can't tell you how many agents call, hey, man, I'd do anything to play with Brett. You know, my client's blowing me up. And what he would do for that entire organization, from the groundskeeper to the fan base, is impossible to understand. Is there is I mean, what about the idea that, you know, what they'd have to give up for him in terms of of draft capital and, and, and things like that? Can they can they put a good team around him, you know, considering the cost that uh, that they would have to pay to get him? You know, it's a fair question, but my opinion is always you can't overpay greatness. And you have to give up an extra third round pick, like go find the safety, go find the guard, go find another linebacker. Those are replaceable parts. Um, Russell Wilson's been in this league a long time and played at a really, really high level. And they're a, a much better organization the day he walks through the building than if he's not. And to me, you can find other pieces. It's really hard to find a top flight quarterback who, before this, you know, finger injury this year, has been incredibly durable as well. Something that we know that Daniel Jones simply isn't. Interesting. It's going to be a, a quite a decision for for whoever's making that for for the Giants. And the other decision has to do with head coach Joe Judge. We've seen the reporting that that John Mara, Steve Tisch intend to or would like to bring you know Joe back for a third season. Again, when we talked in February, you said you know that that his first season had shown signs that that Joe could be a really good head coach. Considering how things have gone for the Giants this season, do you still feel you know optimistic about Joe's future as a head coach and that he's the right guy for the Giants? I, I do. And, you know, we could sit here and say, look at the one loss record, and that would be much harder to defend. But if I was John Maurer, the Tisch family, I could say to myself, like, hey, look, you know, we had Ben McAdoo for two years. We had Coach Sherber for two years. Do we want to go hire our fourth head coach in six years? I think he's a stand-up guy, no nonsense, very accountable. And the worst thing for the Giants isn't to fire Joe Judge. The worst thing for the Giants is to see Joe Judge have a great coaching career someplace else. I think he's a leader of men. I think he's an accountable guy. I don't hear any excuses coming out of that building ever. His audience is the players. If we're hearing it, they're hearing it. And I would certainly hang in there with them. What about, uh, I look at the Giants and I look at some of the situations that happen you know, in game and some of the, what I see as, as, you know, dysfunction that causes timeouts at odd times and, and sort of a lack of progress. Is that, does, does Joe have to have to really look at what has happened this year and maybe, maybe change you know, some of his thinking or the way that he approaches some of these situations? A hundred percent. And I think that's so critical, Ed, in terms of like mindset, having a growth mindset, not a fixed mindset. And I can just tell you firsthand, like 
my, I was the assistant general manager of the New York Jets for five years. And I became the GM. I'm like, oh, I got this. I'm in the building every day. I've watched my boss for five years. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to be great at this job. And for the first year and a half, I was like, oh, my God, I have absolutely no idea what I got myself into. Now, we were fortunate. We were winning on the field and going to the playoffs with Coach Mangini. So I was able to survive a lot of my mistakes um, and grow on the job. And if you had a beer with Joe Judge after the season, he probably has a thousand things that he would tell you that he's learned in the first two years. And that, to me, is much more important than should Joe Judge stay or should Joe Judge leave. The other question is, are you a, are you a guy that believes in the idea of marrying a head coach and a GM, you know, bringing guys in at the same time, or does it, does it not bother you um, if to bring in a GM, you know, with an existing head coach, with an existing quarterback, that kind of a situation? I, I think that's overrated. I think the job of the general manager is to be a point guard. I think it's to get in a room, look at information, make decisions. You know, when I ran the Jets, we had a sign in our room. It was very basic. And God, we trust for everyone else. We need data. Let's be thoughtful <laughs> in our decision-making process. Let's get in the same room. And let's have great disagreement, by the way. And then we're going to watch more tape, or we're going to call another agent, or we're going to look at another alternative. We're going to scour for players every day. You know, the other sign we had is every rock every day. How can we systematically improve our team each and every day from the top down, the bottom up? And let's go have that mindset, stand shoulder to shoulder together. Let's have earnest disagreement and make the best decisions for us. All right. Hey, Mike, I really appreciate your time. I know that uh, that you guys are doing some great work over at uh, 33rd Team. Why don't you, uh, you know, let folks know, you know, what that site's all about and, uh, and you know, where they can find all of that work. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, we're uh, 512 years of experience of former coaches and GMs from Bill Polian, Joe Banner, Doug Peterson. We had guys like Dan Quinn with us between opportunities, Eric Mangini, Wade Phillips. And we just talk about how to build teams and solve problems. And uh, all our content is completely free. Go to our site, 33the33team.com. We have a completely free newsletter. And we're just, uh, we're a think tank that looks at things from the benefits of having six offensive linemen on the field to having a tough conversation with a player who's not vaccinated. So um, it's a privilege to be part of people. I know every week when we get together, uh, I always try to learn something new. And, you know, one of our, sayings we have is the key in life is what you learn once you know it all all right mike thank you very very much and uh, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll do this again okay great thanks for having me Ed, and happy new year you too bye-bye that's a wrap on our show for today giants fans our thanks again to mike tannenbaum of the 33rd team for sharing his insights with us please remember to uh, subscribe to big blue view radio on all of your favorite podcast applications Remember to uh, to check out Big Blue View on, on all of its platforms, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter at Big Blue View, and to join the community at BigBlueView.com if you haven't done so already so that you can join the discussion with other New York Giants fans. All right, Giants fans, again, have a safe and happy new year. Take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.